You're listening to episode 59 of Fearless Rebel Radio. In this episode, I'm talking about objectification, empowerment, and feminism, and how that all relates to the body positive movement with my friend Patricia Coley, the editor and creator of Beautiful Magazine. You're going to love this episode. And as always, you can go to summerinandin.com forward slash freebies to get my free 10-day body confidence makeover, which you should be getting. Yeah. Uh, or just go to thebodyimagecoach.com and you'll see the opt-in for the free 10-day body confidence makeover there. All right, let's get started with the show. Hello, everyone. I'm honored to have my guest, Patricia Coley, here today. Patricia is the creator slash editor of a body positive digital magazine and site called Beautiful. Beautiful focuses on empowering women and teaching them to love and accept their bodies and themselves by showing them that diversity and individuality is beautiful. While the main focus is on body image, the magazine frequently covers topics related to feminism, sexism, racism, LGBT issues, mental illness, and health. The mission for Beautiful is to create healthy media that builds women up instead of tearing them down and to address important cultural issues in a way that promotes awareness and equality. Welcome to the show, Patricia. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. I a love, pleasure. yeah, I mean, I love what you're doing because you really understand diversity. As you know, when we talk about diversity in the body image spectrum, I think often we just think women of different shapes and sizes. But, you know, your magazine is like it covers diversity, like <laughs> all ages. <laughs> I'm so glad that it comes across that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like ages, races, abilities, um, you know, different sexualities. You've got men, <laughs> like some men featured in there. I just, I just think it's like, I just think it's fabulous. And I love, I love what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so happy. Yeah. So I'd love for you to tell our listeners a little bit more about your story and how you got to where you are today. Sure. Well, uh, my passion for body positivity started from a pretty young age. Um, I didn't come to it when I was a little girl, but my body issues started pretty young. Um, and I think a lot of women have stories where um, they had issues with their body that's kind of um, came from their families or bullying or maybe their mothers or something like that. I know that in your story, you were kind of influenced by family members like your mom and your brother. Mm-hmm. And, um, but for me, it wasn't that case at all. Actually, I had a pretty supportive family um, and pretty supportive social group, too. So um, what I kind of felt about my body was coming from external sources like the media. And uh, I struggled pretty hard um, for most of my childhood and adolescence um, with like, things like starving and um, obsessive exercising and just like constant self-hate. Uh, or self-loathing and just not really appreciating my body or giving myself the love that I needed. Um, and this probably continued until I was about 16. I kind of hit a low and um, I would just got to a point where I was so miserable and so tired of like the constant exercising and the self-berating thoughts and um, 
just policing my body and like calorie counting and stuff like that, that, um, I kind of knew that something needed to change. If I kept going down that road, it was just going to keep getting worse and I was never going to be happy because I think I realized that, um, I was doing all these things and no matter how many pounds I lost, um, it wasn't really making me any happier. It was actually just feeding the monster kind of thing. So, um, so then that's when I decided that, um, I wanted to help other women, um, not feel the way that I was feeling. And I, I like thought about where are these messages coming from and what's influencing me to try to be like this perfect woman, um, from such a young age. And my answer was like, you know, I'm, I'm affected by the images I see, the advertisements, the media, the music videos, and I wanted to create a sort of media that would um, fight back against that. And I think this was around the time that um, the Dove campaign for real beauty came out. Um, and I really connected to that message of showing diversity. So um, that was kind of the turning point where I started to not only look at media messages differently, but also myself differently and start to notice that other women of different sizes were beautiful and they weren't any less than because they weren't a certain weight. Um, so that kind of helped me become healthier mentally and physically. And that was kind of when I slowly stopped doing all of the calorie counting and eased off on the exercising. And it took like several years to really get into a healthier mindset. But um, that's when it really changed. It was just like thinking about things more critically and deciding that I needed to do something for myself and kind of heal myself. So um, after that, that influenced me to go to school for graphic design so that I could make a uh, some sort of magazine or media that would fight back. And that was when I learned, when I took my first Photoshop class, which I never knew that the images were Photoshopped. I thought these were just perfect women. And that when I found that out when I was in that class, I was like really pissed because... You know, like, I was learning how to do those tricks, and, like, I didn't want to use that power for bad. And just, and also, like, learning how the media manipulates um, people into believing that those images were real. So I wanted to share that with the world as well. So that became, like, a big driving force um, behind the magazine, too. So um, I got my degree in graphic design, and then a few years later, I, well, it started off as a website and newsletter, but... Um, we eventually launched the digital magazine. So <laughs> that's yeah. how that kind of all started. And yeah, so, and now we're just, um, and I really try to always use images that aren't photoshopped, aren't manipulated, and to show the diversity and uh, not to, you know, not promote like perfectionism because that was a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's so interesting to me about your story is how you, like, you, you felt this kind of pull to help others, and that, in and, it, in and of itself, helped you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, talk to me a little bit more about, about that, because I think that's, that's, like, a really interesting thing in, in that, you know, you, you, like, really wanted to kind of call out the, you know, the BS that was happening in society, and in doing so, that that was like a huge part of what helped you. Yeah, I I was really um, at that point. I was, I, I knew what I was feeling, and I was pretty sensitive to it. But I I was actually like, once I started thinking about it, I got really angry um, because 
yes, I was feeling this horribleness and I was so depressed and um, just so down about my body image. But I started to think about it and I, I had seen my mother go through this and my sister go through this. And, you know, you replay back um, areas in your life and like one of my, one of something that influenced me was uh, a memory of my little sister who I can't remember how old she was at this moment, but, um, you know, my thin little sister sitting on my bed crying because she thinks she's fat. And I think that when you see that kind of thing happening from the outside, it's, it's um, unfortunately sometimes more powerful than what you're feeling inside for yourself. Sometimes we're, we recognize other people's pain or more affected by other people's pain than our own. Mm-hmm. Um, but it happened to be like around that time that um, I was also hitting my low with body image and um, I just knew that I wasn't the only woman experiencing this and um, I'm so happy that we're talking about it more now I think that at that time when I was 16 um, I wasn't wasn't as talked about girls weren't being as open about their body image issues and there wasn't all this body positive media created yet so, um, so that was kind of like, that kind of pushed me. Like I want other women to, um, I want other girls to grow up feeling better about their bodies. I don't want them to waste their childhoods, um, exercising or ca- counting calories when they're like eight years old. That's ridiculous. And it's such a, it, it stops them from growing as people. I, you know, I think that I would have had such a different experience and grown so much differently as a person if I had let myself have other opportunities instead of being obsessed with something like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's amazing how, um, like you said, you know, the, the kind of, there, there really wasn't any body positivity stuff around. Like I'm sure there were some books on body image and mm-hmm. I'm sure that, um, there were some trailblazers in the dark in that, like, that yeah, yeah. I just was never aware of. Um, and as much as I like kind of cringe at how some of the companies like Dove have hopped on the whole body positivity, um, train, you know, for, but they're still, you know, feeding into this whole like beauty industry and they still have products that are. Yes. It's, it's really sad because even, uh, even when we do have great campaigns like that, that have such a positive message, if you really examine what's underlying and what the, the, the real message is. We're still selling a product that's based on beauty or looking better or something like that. Yeah. And, and I think they're a part of Unilever, which is, yes. they also do some other interesting marketing that is not very body positive. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, there's, there, yeah, there's definite issues with it. Um, but, you know, their message is everywhere. And I think that it's, maybe it's better than not having a body positive message at all, even if it's not completely um, authentic. I I do like the message. I agree. Yeah. I think it's, it's so hard, right? Because I think as, as, you know, maybe I'll, I'll refer to us as like activists in this realm, we want the perfection. Like we want, you know, we want like the perfect message to be out there. Yeah. Um, so we're able, so, you know, we look at companies like Dove or like, um, Kellogg's that with the Mm -hmm. whole like special K, advertisements and you know we look at it really critically and we're like oh but 
it's diet culture or they're selling beauty products. Like they're still, you know, profiting on this idea that like women aren't, aren't enough. And now they're using, like they're hopping on body positivity to try to, um, basically, you know, make more money because probably their sales were going down because women are becoming more conscious, especially a a brand like Special K. Like I think more women are uh, becoming less likely to buy into like, you know, the crash dieting frame of mind. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to hop on body positivity to sell their products with this whole new angle, but it's like, no, but you're still diet culture. So, um, but I, like I, like you said, you know, it is, I suppose it is better than nothing because there really was nothing. And if I look at the special K ads that were on when I was a kid growing up, which was Mm -hmm. back in the eighties, like they had a whole campaign that was called, you can't pinch an inch. And it was, and it was literally like, if you can pinch an inch of fat on your stomach, like there's something wrong with you and our oh product my God, will that's fix horrible. you. horrible. Yeah. Like so the, the 80s were like crazy for like, you know, diet culture. So yeah. um, I suppose it's progress and I'll, I'll take it over like what I was exposed to when I, when I was a kid. Yeah. It's definitely true that um, there's no perfect mainstream message that's out right now. I don't think um, the big brands are still, they're still sending that message, mm-hmm. but um, I guess they're shifting to a healthier kind of marketing mm-hmm. yeah, or at least showing different bodies or different types of women. Exactly. So exactly. I think that for like little girls growing up with that, that's, that's a lot healthier for them to see people that look like their moms or look like, you know, or like little girls seeing like girls that look like their friends or themselves. And it opens of. the conversation. It, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not like something that's like unheard of or it's, it's like, okay, now they can actually Google some, you know, body image or body positivity. And like, it's flooded with stuff that would be helpful and would be very much influential for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so exciting. And I'm, I'm so happy that that stuff exists now. It's amazing how much information or how, how much help there is for girls that are struggling. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Yeah. Now I want to talk to you because, you know, you, you talk about feminism in your magazine, you know, talk about sexism, racism, like all, like all, Mm -hmm. all of these different issues that really encompass diversity. Why is body image a feminist issue? Well, I think, um, if you're going by like the dictionary feminist definition is like just equality. And I think that it's important to recognize that body image issues affect all people they can affect all people. It can be men. It can, it's not just one race or one type of person. Um, I think that this is just a, a huge, um, kind of like a, even maybe a global issue because there's beauty standards in every single culture. Um, and I think that like historically, um, like at any point in time, like women have been kind of like pressured to look a certain way or to like have our status be elevated or, or not by the way we look. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that like, that's something that's just kind of happened throughout society. And, um, fortunately, like now we are pushing back and we're kind of like owning ourselves and saying like, no, this is like, I am not just the way I look and you can't, um, you can't put my worth on that. And I'm not just for your viewing pleasure, um, which I think is so powerful. But, um, you know, especially in terms of like the, how the media, um, tries to manipulate women to like, you know, kind of like controlling them by making these beauty standards and how they're supposed to look, um, or like when they're supposed to fit a certain 
mold, um, it kind of holds them back and it stops them from achieving everything that they could achieve. It's kind of like used to control um, a population, exactly. make them act a certain way. Yeah, exactly. Um, Virgie Tover has that like amazing quote about like disobedience and I, totally, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember what it is, so I'm not even going to try and requote it, but it's just so good about, um, about how it's, it really is about like just making women kind of obedient, like this whole beauty industry. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, I mean, there have been beauty trends throughout history, um, you know, where sometimes like it's better to, um, you know, in the past, maybe it was like a more voluptuous body and then it was a thin body. And now it's kind of like this very curvy body, but still thin. It's really interesting to me how um, throughout history, like the more successful women have come and the more freedom and rights they have, the more society pressures them to, or the more the media um, pressures them to shrink physically. Mm-hmm. And that has really interested me. Um, and I, I, and I'm, so glad that we have all these body positive stuff now because um you know it's it's strange how how the media tries to like take away women's agency you know like tries to take away their power by making them feel like they have to like conform yeah Mm -hmm. and it is so it is so unfair you know when you look at when you look at the advertisements that are all geared you know towards women and you look at it for men, and I know men have body image issues as well. Yeah, and it's just, it's, I don't it, think it's anywhere proportionate to what women face. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I think that's, a, that's something that, like, as, as women, we need to be really critical of, is, like, where, why aren't the boys receiving this message? <laughs> like, where's, where's exactly, their advertisement yeah. that, like, yeah, is telling them these things? <laughs> yeah, especially in the media, like, women are, have, consistently and constantly been packaged for like male consumption Mm -hmm. and you know there's societies where um you know women are kind of more honored but in patriarchal uh societies um you know women are marketed for like men's viewing pleasure and they feel like they have to um you know once like for example once a woman um starts to own her sexuality and become empowered in herself and express her body in her own way um people call her a slut or a whore or something but if you you know maybe the same picture or something and uh it's in an advertisement for like a male or something you know like she's like sexy and so it's kind of like um we want to control how women feel about their bodies mm-hmm. and you know they it's not for them it's for other people and that's something that we have a big problem with in the society mm-hmm. like women not being able to own themselves yeah, and it's like you can't win. Yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. And, they, and it keeps changing, too. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's just, it is, it is crazy how, mm-hmm. how it, it, you know, if, if you are, like you said, you know, like it's, if you're comfortable in, in who you are, like, you know, you receive backlash in another area or there's another standard, standard that you're being held to. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's so disruptive. And I think one of the things that I find so fascinating is, is just like, this is so much of this is why as women and especially women with these body image, image issues, like really crave acceptance mm-hmm. because we're just told that we're not, we're not enough. And that if we're not, 
you know, um, like if we don't meet these certain standards, then we're not going to be accepted by by men or by society and that our parents really can, can just control our, our destiny. And, um, yeah, it's crazy. Like I often think like, okay, if, if I woke up in a world where, you know, diversity was just in the media Mm -hmm. and like the stars of movies represented different ages, races, like there were women over 40 who were still dating, (laughs) you know, um, you know, how would that influence like the way that I felt about myself? Like how would that influence women's body image? And I'm just, I'm always like, oh my God, like, you know, in the absence of like the media, it would be a totally different state of existence. It really would. Yeah. I think that women like we're giving such a small, um, window as far as our age to when we're, you know, socially acceptable according to the media. Mm-hmm. And then it gets even smaller when you think about the perfect body type and the perfect skin color and all this, you know what I mean? Like, um, women over 40 are not really visible in the media or movies. You think about how little roles they have. Yeah. Um, And we kind of grow up like fearing getting older because of this, you know, like no one's going to want us. No one's, you know, we're just kind of fade away. Um, and it's important that women like learn to, um, learn to love themselves and appreciate themselves for themselves and not for acceptance or love from others. I think that that's a, a big thing. And the other, the other thing that happens with body image is that, um, like, let's say fat stigma and um, body image stigma also affects the way others treat you because of the media, uh, because, like, you have things like that become affected, like insurance and job interviews that are based on prejudices for certain body types. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like something that we feel internally. It's something that the world also does to us because these stigmas exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's so powerful because that discrimination creates a lot of fear around like weight gain and therefore, you know, mm-hmm. fear around weight gain, like really makes it hard for you to just accept your body unconditionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of contention in the body positive community about how we're doing an injustice to the movement by showing diverse bodies and things like, you know, lingerie or like bikinis. What are your thoughts on this? I'm actually, I'm very much in support for women posting pictures of their bodies um, as long as it makes them feel empowered. And I think it's great for, um, I mean, there's a, there's a whole argument around the sexualization of women's bodies and uh, is that helping or hurting us? But I think that it's so useful for other women to see pictures of other women's bodies. Um, I think that, you know, most straight women never get to see or rarely get to see another woman's breasts uh, or vaginas unless it's in pornography or in a movie. And those are, that's a very small um, group of acceptable body parts. Mm. Um, You know, like in porn, they, you know, these models may have had surgery or some sort of airbrushing or something or whatever post-production thing that they do. Um, I think it's useful for um, us to show a wide range of bodies and for, I think that it could be really useful for women to look at them just so, you know, just so she can kind of, you know, I think that it helps women to not feel so strange about their own bodies, Um, to kind of see how many shapes and sizes are actually beautiful and acceptable and that their bodies are not weird 
for being a certain shape or color or, you know, I think it's, I think it's more helpful as far as body image than hurtful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's like, you know, I I don't think it can be black or white in terms of like, this is, you know, that we shouldn't do this or we should do that to promote body positivity. Like Mm -hmm. I see so much value in it as well. Because mm-hmm. to me, it's like you ask yourself, well, then what's the alternative to let the, you know, these industries like the diet industry and the beauty industry be the ones that, and the, like the movie industry and everything else be the ones that control the images that we see. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, and, and like, if we sit back and we say, okay, well, you know, yes, we are more than more bot our bodies, like, and yes, we are more than just, you know, sexual objects. Um, and so I see it from that perspective that we, I think we need like a good range of information as well yes. as imagery, mm-hmm. but to take away all imagery, it's like, well, then who are you giving the power over to and who then controls the images that women see? Because imagery is so influential. Mm-hmm. That's why I think I love, I love, um, Tumblr and Instagram and stuff like that and social media because, I mean, there's a huge danger and, you know, after you post this picture, what could happen to it? I don't know. Um, but it, I think it kind of puts the power back into the user's hands, the women's hands to share what they want to share. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think like, you know, for me, that was such an important tool in, in healing my own body image was to like, just see these other images. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> like, I don't know why you just don't really notice that in everyday life. But you know, when the media kind of controls what you see, it's like, it's so helpful to, to see. And I'm not saying you measure yourself against these people or anything like that, but it's really just like exposing yourself to diversity. Cause that's what exists in the world in real life. Yeah, I think it can be so helpful um, to a girl's development and self-esteem to see what other, what else is out there um, Mm -hmm. and not to give them such a narrow view of what beauty can actually mean. I think that when you have all these, um, this body positive movement that allows women to um, post images of their body or in in different, like maybe, maybe not even flattering poses, maybe it's totally unflattering and to still be able to accept that, like that's totally okay. Like you're, you're not, your body does not serve just this purpose of looking good. It doesn't have to look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, what does looking good even mean? It's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. basically like that term to me, like when clients say that they're like, they're like, I want to look good. I'm like, what, what does that mean? <laughs> like, yeah. What does that mean? Like, I mean, you know, essentially it means like, yeah, look well, good to, like, yeah. Who? like what, what's your barometer of like, what's, what's looking good. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, looking, looking good. Against. Yeah. Like looking good comes from the inside, in my opinion, you know, like mm-hmm. I just, I just think like, there's days where I could take a picture and say like, I I, I felt like I didn't look good today and then then take a picture another day and say, I I felt like I looked good today and the picture would look exactly the same, but it's like, Mm -hmm. it's all what's happening inside your head. It's so funny how, um, how much your mind can actually affect what you see in yourself. Absolutely. Entirely. Entirely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's actually one of the things that I noticed, um, you know, in your magazine was like, you actually had, um, a spread with like all the different breasts, like all, like just all these different boobs and, mm-hmm. um, and also like people with like scars and stuff like that. And I just thought, I was just like, Oh my God, this is so refreshing. Like it's just, you never see this. Yeah. I think that, I think that the way we think about the human body is just so backwards that the human body is so fan- fascinating 
Um, and we try to just put it in these, like our society just tries to put them in these little boxes and tries to market them a certain way. And, um, like the possibilities with like bodies and diversity are so endless. And it's so sad that we only accept, um, one, one little narrow minded view of it. Um, and I don't think that any woman should ever feel less than a woman because she doesn't have breasts or she had, had to get, um, her breast taken out for cancer or something like that. I just, you know, that kind of stuff just like eats me up. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, I guess it kind of makes a question like, what, what do you define? Like what defines you as a woman? Is it your breasts or is it the way you look? Or, you know, like it, I kind of like to encourage those discussions. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you answer that? What defines you as a woman? Um, you know what? It constantly changes, but um, I don't know. You know, and I, I thought about this a lot because um, I had shaved my head a few years ago mm-hmm. um, to donate my hair. And um, I thought that my hair um, was going to be a big uh, change for me. And I thought that, oh, I'm not going to feel like a woman anymore. But in fact, I actually felt more feminine and womanly than I ever had because I felt like this, this thing that I thought was um, me being a woman was removed and I was like still so much a woman. Hmm. Um, it was really interesting. So I, I, I think that, I think that it's just a really empowering feeling of like owning yourself and just being strong in who you are yeah. as a female. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I, that's like, cause I was thinking to myself, I was like, how would I answer that question? You think about <laughs> like, yeah. you, know, you just are. Um, but you know, just being really solid and confident and grounded in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I want to talk to you a little bit about objectification versus empowerment and you know, like there, you know, so Kim Kardashian <laughs> posted yeah, that was shared around the world. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's been a few of them. I'm yeah. rather, um, you know, when she says like she's doing it in the name of empowerment and there's been like some, you know, some articles that kind of, you know, tear that, tear that statement apart. Um, I would be, I'm curious to know, like, what, what are your feelings on, on things like, things like that? Mm-hmm. I think that, um, whether something is objectifying or empowering depends on the, the person and their state of mind and the reason why they're doing it, um, whether it's underlying or obvious. Um, I don't know if Kim actually felt empowered when she posted that photo um, or if she just, you know, wanted attention or if she wanted to be objectified. I don't, only Kim knows that. Um, but I think that the intention is really important. And um, I think that if, if a woman wants to share the, the absolute amazingness of her body with the world and that makes her feel empowered, then I think it's empowering. Mm-hmm. But if she's looking for validation or acceptance or, you know, attention outside of herself, um, I think that, that that is where it gets disempowering. And um, I think that, or, you know, if it's not coming from her, if it's coming, if she's trying to do it to please somebody else, I think that that's like an objectifying thing and not very empowering at all. Mm-hmm. But it's such a, it's such a fine line, really. It's a blurred <laughs> line. It really is. <laughs> yeah. And it depends who you talk to. And, you know, there's, and there's also the other side of the argument of, is it helpful for girls to, um, see celebrities or their idols or people that they look up to posting naked pictures of themselves 
is this the kind of message that we want to give them? Um, and that's a whole other side of it. Um, trying to, trying to teach little girls what's empowering and what's owning their body and their sexuality. Like, how do we really explain that in a helpful, healthy manner? Yeah. And it becomes so convoluted when there's so much money tied up in that, like for, you know, obviously like the Kardashians, like that's a brand, that's a business. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think Kim Kardashian doing it, I hate to say it, but it's a little bit different than your girl next door. Yeah. For her own pleasure, you know? Um, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes, yeah. And I I have a hard time, uh, saying that maybe Kim just did it for herself when, you know, Kim, if you look at Kim's photo, she's always super, um, made up. Everything is perfect. Um, I think that a really authentic empowering message for a woman to post a nude photo is maybe when she's like, doesn't have her hair perfectly done, or maybe she just like is in the moment and she's just like, I look amazing right now. I just feel like, you know, sharing this. Mm -hmm. It's not such a, a planned you know, I, th- I think that those empowering moments kind of happen spontaneously. Yeah, I feel like that maybe oh. wasn't spontaneous. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 <laughs> I mean, who knows? Who knows? And, you know, if Kim was really empowered, then okay. But um, I don't know how much. Yeah, and that's, and that's where things get muddled, like, you know, in terms of, like, what's doing an injustice here and what's, and what's yeah. helpful. And it's, like, and it's, it's interesting to hear, like, different, different perspectives on it. Yeah, I've read so many um, different articles about that, and it's just, it's really interesting to see how how differently people have taken it. Yeah, because I think, you know, like, if somebody else who um, had a different body shape that maybe wasn't, like, society's kind of standards of beauty mm-hmm. did it, I don't think a lot of people would, you know, would disagree that it was empowerment. And so... It's like, well, you know, is it just because she kind of meets society standards? Like, what are we really saying here? Like, it's just, I don't know. I don't have an answer. These are just yeah, thoughts that mm-hmm. go through my head. <laughs> I think that there was also a discussion that this was an older picture of her. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's true. But um, I would have loved to, like, I think she had just had a, she, I, you know, I don't follow the gossip enough, but I think she had a baby kind of recently. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I would have loved to kind of, seen her show more of a, um, a post-pregnancy body. Mm-hmm. If that was an older picture, I'd rather her have posted like a, a more recent one just because, um, I think that would have been really cool. Because women receive enough pressure as it is to like this, like fantasy yeah, that they sure. like get their body yeah. back. Like that there's like this old version of themselves waiting for them. Like, and yeah. they just have to like work hard to get it. That's mm-hmm. like nothing drives me more crazy than those messages. <laughs> yeah, if you look at like uh, celebrity mothers, it's so crazy. It's like they have the baby and two weeks later they're on the cover of a magazine bragging about how they lost all the weight in like <sighs> yeah. 10 days. <laughs> you know, it's just so... It's so crazy. I feel like, you know, moms are really a a group that needs a lot of body image support. I agree because I think it's, you know, it's ridiculous that like that's what we focus on. Like they've done like one of the most courageous and amazing thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, that like I admire so much because I just don't think I'm cut out for it. And, yeah. um, and then like, this is what people are talking about. It's like this is where they feel like they have to, like, you know, fit their body back into a certain it size really, or a certain yeah, shape. It really is so crazy. And, and the female body is just so incredible and in how, much, how sh- much strength it possesses to be able to do that. Yet 
we, um, in those sort of magazines and those messages, we are congratulating her not for her strength, but or this incredible thing that she's done, but we're congratulating her on her discipline mm-hmm. and and by means of like kind of punishing herself and getting herself back into this tiny, uh, you know, pre-baby body. Um, it's just it's it's so limiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. Um, did you see recently the 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 Glamour magazine with Amy Schumer and how like they you know, mm-hmm. so-called like called her, you know, plus size or, yeah. or put her in like the diversity issue. Um, what did, did you read her response to that? Um, I skimmed it. Yeah, I did. And I think that, um, I think that what she said was actually pretty powerful. I, I don't think she was condemning the word plus size. I mm-hmm. think that she was more saying that I'm a normal size girl. What are you saying about like plus size and normal? Like what kind of message are you sending to the average woman? Because I think she said she was a size six or eight. Yeah. Which I don't think is considered plus size in the clothing industry. No, uh, no definitely not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if it not. is, like, it's just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I don't think she was condemning the titles or saying anything bad about being plus size, but I think that she just really wished they would have handled that differently, where, you know, we mm-hmm. shouldn't. I mean, I don't necessarily like the label plus size anyway. I. I think that it's ridiculous that we um, talk to about women in regards to their size. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I did read it, and I thought she made an interesting point. Yeah, I think it's always hard. Like, there's a lot, the context is always lost in social media. You know, like when somebody just like posts their retort in a tweet or in an Instagram post, it's like you there's you lose a lot of context because you don't really get the tone, and they don't <laughs> really get to explain themselves. So. Um, I, I feel like the only thing that she kind of did that was, um, harmful was just, um, sort of referring to like, well, now little girls are going to think I'm plus size or something. She, she alluded to something where that made it seem like plus size was like not a good thing. And, um, at least that was my interpretation of it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like, I, I just think it's like, it's, it's a tricky subject, especially when like, if you're not a plus size person, like it's hard for you to speak on behalf of people who are plus size. Like, you know, I in no way like feel that I speak on behalf of, of, of those women because I'm Mm -hmm. like a medium sized woman. And, um, you know, I do recognize that I have privilege. And so, um, you know, I would never take the mic away from them or or think that I'm entitled to speak for them ever, ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It gets tricky, but, um, along this topic, you know, we're talking a lot about like bodies and images of bodies and, but there's also this idea that like, you know, you're so much more than your body. And Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on that statement and how you feel about it. Yeah, it's a great question. I think that, so I think that for every woman in herself, it's important for her to have a connection to her body and to like love her body and honor it and have a, like a mind body connection. But it drives me nuts that in um, in our society we like we limit women to their body. Um, I wish that we lived in a society where we taught women that like their thoughts and their dreams and their actions and that all that has so much more potential and that they can live up to so much more than just like being a physical um, thing or that their appearance matters so much to them. Mm-hmm. I think about um, all the time that I wasted as a girl focusing on 
my body because I felt like that was the most important thing. And I thought that that was going to like get me love or attention or, um, acceptance or popularity. And, um, I think that if we, if we told girls that like, if we brought them up to know that they were just so much more valuable than just that, um, we would have girls, uh, striving for much more and spending time on many more rewarding activities, putting more into their education, um, doing more like developmental growth. Um, I think that we would just live in a different society mm-hmm. <laughs> as far as like, as far as girls and what they're achieving. And, um, and also I think that like they would just feel all over more empowered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned there are like just something about, you know, you loving your body and I'm, I'm wondering if you could explain what that means to you or what that feels like for you. It actually, um, it's really interesting that you asked me that because I kind of went through a shift uh, or I noticed that I had shifted uh, kind of recently. Mm. Um, so I, I'd been on this streak for many years of like accepting my body and very, very like cool and relaxed about food. Um, and just like really not, not giving too much thought or obsession about my body. And, um, and it's so interesting because when you talk about um, eating disorders and body image and people who have had obsessive thoughts about their bodies, um, before it kind of made me think like, does that stuff ever really fully go away because of an experience I had? So just to give you a back quick backstory, um, uh, I had done a little fitness challenge with my sister (laughs) and I had been, uh, and I regularly work out and I have a pretty healthy, um, I guess relationship with fitness now. And I have for the last several years. And, uh, and I, I hadn't stepped on a scale in forever. And I, I realized on this day that I had like gained a few pounds and it actually really threw me off. And I wasn't used to that. I wasn't used to those feelings. And it kind of like, I was like, well, wait a second. Like, I know that like, this doesn't really mean anything and this isn't my worth, but like, I had like a day where it was actually really, um, kind of got me down and it made me kind of like examine, like, okay, so like, what does loving myself and my body mean now in this moment? And I, it was in that moment that I really noticed that how much I had come from where I used to be just because I was like, I hadn't struggled in so long with this. And it meant for me in that moment, like, despite the fact that I am a little bit upset about this, I'm not going to, I'm still going to eat all my meals today. I'm not going to exercise obsessively. I'm still going to take care of myself. I'm not going to turn this into a punishment. Mm-hmm. So maybe you don't feel great about your, and it's hard to feel great about yourself and your body every single day. Yeah, it's um, impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah. But can you still like love yourself and accept your body and treat yourself the way you should be treated? Um, even in those moments, even when it's hard. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how like I think of it now through that like recent experience a few weeks ago. Yeah. And that sounds to me more like, like it's, it's so much more focused around compassion versus like a feeling of, of love or bliss or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It it kind of, yeah, it really was. It's not, it's not like feeling like this overwhelming, like love for yourself all the time. Sometimes it's just like a shift of like just being a little bit nicer to yourself and Mm -hmm. gentle. And yeah, it was really transformative. That's cool. I yeah. mean, I've started to ask like our, most of my guests that question because I'm fascinated with it. <laughs> yeah, and everybody and I, has a different answer. <laughs> yeah, and I think that it's really important for women to know that, um, especially in those like darker times or or more challenging times, like I know that like swimsuit 
uh, seasons coming up, and that's usually a really hard time for women, that these feelings about your body are not permanent. So you might be having a really hard day, but tomorrow you might wake up and you'll feel better. You know, like it's just because you're having a difficult moment right now, your, your body, the way you see your body is not going to stay in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it just happens, it happens to be that we're in a certain mental space. We're in a bad mood because of something else that happened in that day. So many things affect your body image, like how you were saying with the picture, taking the same picture, but depending on your mental space, it looks different. Totally. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's, it is, it is so much your mind and thoughts are, thoughts, thoughts come and go and feelings yeah. come and go. Yeah. So I think it's just like being aware that, um, like you might think it's your body, but maybe it's, it's really not mm-hmm. maybe it's something else. I'm really examining that. Oh, that's so good. Well, <laughs> on that note, as we wrap things up here, the last question I ask all my guests is what is the most fearless thing you have done? Oh man. Um, you know, I think it's just, um, being honest about being scared. Um, I think that like bravery and being fearless looks, um, different for a lot of people, but for me, it's being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, and I measure strength and like, um, bravery by how hard it is for someone to do something. And it differs from person to person. But, um, I think that for me, it's being open and honest about when I'm, when I'm scared or having trouble with something and like reaching out. And I think that's like, that's kind of what, um, made me want to do the magazine and create beautiful is just to like reach out. Mm-hmm. I, th- I do feel that's like one of the most courageous things. Like it's so hard to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's I- so good. <laughs> Thanks. So where can people find your magazine and more about what you're up to? Great. Um, so we have uh, everything on the is on the website, which is beautifulmagazine.com, but there's no A, so it's beautifulmagazine.com. And you can also find the magazines, all the issues of the magazines in a tab. Um, and there's like a cool reader on there so you can just skim through them. And we're also on social media if you just search for Be Beautiful Magazine. And you can also go to our website and sign up for our mailing list. We send out newsletters occasionally. So yeah, up to date. <laughs> and you have a Facebook group too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's called the Beautiful Empowerment Circle. Awesome. And I will link to all of this in the show notes, which will be at summeranandand.com forward slash FRR dash 59 because it's episode 59. And, um, I was in your January, 2016 issue. It was like a six page spread, which was awesome. But, um, (laughs) I really do love your magazine and I'm, I'm feeling like I probably don't like promote it enough in my circles (laughs) and I need to do that because it really is like, it, it is quite amazing. Like, and it does have so much, like it is diversity. And that's, I think what I love so much about it is it's not just like a one-sided diversity. It's like actual diversity. So, um, you know, just, just know that like you're, you're doing an amazing thing here. And I hope that, I hope it continues to, to grow and that more people will hop on and read it and, um, Certainly, I'll be promoting it as part of this episode as well. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. It was great chatting with you, Patricia. Yes. Rock on. Yeah, it was wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome.
If you like what you've heard, please head to iTunes to leave me a review. It will take two seconds and I would be super grateful. Click on reviews and ratings and then click to rate. Easy peasy. You can do it on your phone right now, just while you're driving even. Just kidding. And don't forget to head to summerinnit.com or thebodyimagecoach.com to grab your free rule breakers guide to rocking your bod plus the 10 day body confidence makeover plus your exclusive invite to my free online community all for free, 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 free. Cool. All right. Until next time, rock on. (laughs) 